obviously the people at my work haven't seen me in real life yet so i'm so scared when i step into the office they're genuinely going to be like so i didn't realize we employed a 12 year old like i'm actually oh my gosh you're funny great things come in small packages well there you go i like that yeah Olivia and I am joined here with Lynn and we've got a special co-host with us today Ella yeah so we're <laughs> welcome Ella I'm massively overthinking the way I was saying that because I just I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I mean like listen you're gonna cringe even more when you hear yourself on this podcast <laughs> Well, we have to get used to it. Oh my gosh. It's, it's fine though. It's fine though. You're going to do great. You're doing great already. So, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this episode, we're pretty much talking about the differences between going to uni, uni life versus apprenticeships and, you know, internships, having like a job kind of thing. Um, so, both I and Ella are doing apprenticeships and Lynn goes to uni. So this is going to be an interesting, interesting conversation. Will it be a debate? We'll it, see. I'm, I'm going to try and make it into a debate. <laughs> so, um, disclaimer, everyone thinking like, yeah, Lynn's at university. Basically, the year's ended for me already. I'm doing home learning because I might never go back. <laughs> I heard the doors are closed until July 17th, as in, like, lockdown is in oh, So, <laughs> looking like a home learning for me. But, yeah, hopefully I'll be back at university soon. Um, so, yeah, let's just get a word from our co-host today, Ella. Um, we met Ella at secondary school. That took me so long to yeah. say. Um, we went to secondary school so together. We were some of the same we classes. I was in. We were in the same business yeah, together. Yeah, it's so funny though. Right? No, you back know, then I, I would never have seen I don't think we went us like here where we I are now. I would never have imagined us like kind of reconnecting mm. and you know working together on something like this. So very exciting and it's very funny how things turn out. Obviously, networking keyword. Yeah. <laughs> networking. <laughs> Um, first keyword of today, but yeah, we went to the same secondary school. Um, I guess I'll go first. I ended up going to another uh, secondary school, well, sixth form in the local area. Um, I did my A levels, I did economics, history, and maths, and then I headed off to university in September, and then I never went back. Um, it's currently January, and I've not been back to uni, and I'm not going back anytime soon. So. Yeah, that's my journey um, as to where I am now. Ella, do you want to share yours? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, of course, I went to the same high school as Lynn. And then I stayed on at the same school for to do my A-levels. I did English literature, German and math. And um, for Ooh. me, there was a point in time where I was like, oh, I just don't want to go to university. But then I kind of, I think it was kind of the latter half of year 12, I was like, actually... I started looking into apprenticeships more and I was like, actually, I'd rather do this. So then, yeah, I just applied for tons of apprenticeship and I've ended up with, I don't know if I should say the firm. <laughs> you can if you want. I mean, you can just say the industry. Yeah, so I've ended up in the financial industry and I'm working as an operations analyst at Bank of America. Currently. Okay. In- insert clapping sounds now. Hey. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And Olivia, you want to share with us? Okay. So I went, well, you guys already know, went to the same school as Lynn and Ella. Um, I wasn't really too sure what I wanted to do. Still don't know what I want to do. Have a lot of plans. But anyways, went to another sixth form um, and I did, what did I do? Biology, chemistry and history. 
found it very insightful because I wanted to be a doctor, then got my grades back and was and it was like, yeah, no, you're not, this doctor life isn't for you. This is too stressful. So uh, I set my eye on uni at first, but it was mainly because I didn't want to, I didn't know what to do. Um, so I was going to take a foundation year and just figure that stuff out, um, doing things that I was interested in. And then the course that I was assigned to, turns out the foundation year wasn't free. Oh, no, that was an extra £9,000. So I was like, nope, let me retract from that. Nope, not going. <laughs> we're not doing uni. We're not doing that. So, um, yeah, I spent like two months hustling, grinding, doing my own stuff, kind of building my resume whilst going out there looking for apprenticeships. And by the grace of God, I got one, and Amen. the rest is history. Wow. Brings me to the first question of the uh, the podcast. Um, before I even get onto how did you get onto your apprenticeship, but what is your overall career ambition? Where do you see yourself? Um, they they often talk about the five year plan, ten year plan, fifteen year plan. Let's go for the middle of that. Where do you see yourself in ten years career wise? Ella, I head over to you. Okay, um, you know what? I honestly, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I kind of stopped making five-year, 10-year plans when I completely changed in year 12. But I think I can see myself in the financial in- industry still in five years, 10 years down the line. Um, however, I don't see myself in the role that I'm in at the moment. I'm not sure if I can still see myself. Yeah, definitely, like, at the moment, not in cash management, which is what I kind of do a lot at the moment. Um, I mean, I'm keen to explore. I mean, and there's loads of opportunities to learn at the, where I'm working. So, you know, just some, some doing something different, but in the same kind of industry, I think. Great stuff. You'll see. Yeah, sorry, I Great can't give a more definitive answer. <laughs> okay, it's, it's still a second plan as to where you are. Um, Olivia? Yeah, I mean, I definitely resonate with Ella and to be honest, I don't think I ever did five-year, ten-year plans, but I think I am now. I That's the opposite. I've, I'm doing them. So five, ten years, mm, I don't know where I'm going to be. Um, I, I don't – I enjoy what I do, but once again, I don't think I could see myself still being in this role. And obviously for now, it isn't really an option, but just working at home – it can be a bit uh, sometimes repetitive. So I definitely want to see myself traveling, using my creativity in different ways. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it and I'm grateful for every day because even though, you know, I'm at home, you, like it, this is different because it gets your mind to think and I'm learning something new every single day. Um so, yeah, oh, by the way, I work in not creative industries. Basically, it's like a new startup company and we're developing an app, but I'm like the content producer, junior content producer for that. So, yeah, I'm doing that. Um, and you, Lynn, how's uni going? What are you studying? What's, what, uh, what? <laughs> What's well, happening? Drop tea, sis. I study economics at university, the degree I wanted to do, um, so thanks be to God, firstly. I have been a person who's been very driven in having plans. I planned, I, I had planned everything that I've ever wanted to do in life, every goal. I knew which route I needed to take. I knew which way around if I would get um, not get in, I have plan A, B, C, and D with E on the side. Um, but thankfully, most of the times I never got to plan E. Um, so when I was applying to university, I had the vision that I would go to a really great university, Oxford, and God did not, God just said nay. He did not qualify me. I didn't even get into the interview stage. And that was heartbreaking for me because that was one of the plans um, and ambitions that I had on my on my plan at the time. And I wasn't able to 
tick it off as done because I don't go to Oxford right now. Um, I still go to university, still go to one of the five that I selected, but it's not the one I wanted to go to, so that was even more damaging to me. Um, in terms of my five-year plan and ten-year plan, um, my five to ten-year plan is to get a role in investment banking. That's the dream career that I've had um, in my head, being able to travel, work with money, um, be able to support others, do deals, linking. The importance of money is so important, and I think it I think it's just a very great like role for me personally. Um, so yeah, I see myself hopefully in ten years, by the grace of God, being in a role to do with investment banking. Um, I part of that five year plan. I think I need to do a master's as well. I want to do a master's um, as well in economics, probably. Um, specialising in more financial-based economics. Um, and I think one thing I've realised in this lockdown period is that I have a like for technology. I think I'm very tech-savvy. Um, so being able to learn new skills and hobbies such as coding related to that, I think would be um, make me a more lucrative candidate to those roles in the future. So that's me and my tenure plan and investment banking. So when you have money or where you need to put your money at, call your girl LJ, she'll be on it. <laughs> oh. Yes. Um, oh, I love that. So this is a question to um, you guys, Olivia and Ella. As someone mm -hmm. who didn't consider apprenticeships myself, didn't do them, because most people either go really, like some people do, but I always used to think you either go uni, do a job, and then like a small percentage um, of people go into apprenticeships. I do know that they're highly competitive because not many people want to, not many employers do offer them. More and more are, but just not many. Um, and with the COVID situation, more employers have offered the opportunity of having um, apprenticeships um, to prevent young people remaining in long-term unemployment due to the coronavirus. So my question is, how did you manage to get yourself onto some great apprenticeships during the pandemic or just overall? Uh, shall I go? Um, I would say for me, how did I get onto it? It was kind of a long process starting from, I don't know, maybe high school, maybe year 12, just like building up work experience, building up connections, you know, just kind of upskilling in certain areas, you know, uh, learning from other people in the industry, also in different industries. Uh, so for me, I did lots of things like um, Young Enterprise, which was a brilliant scheme for those of, for those people who don't know. It's kind mm. of this program where you, with a team of people from your school, you create your own business completely from scratch, and then you kind of you're actually creating profit. You know, you're marketing yourselves. You're, you know, um, you know, doing everything yourself. So we had a whole team from HR to managing. I was managing directors, and there was obviously the finance side of it there was marketing there was operations um so yeah that was a really great experience actually and um definitely for me I feel like I picked up a lot of skills like communication and teamwork collaboration um yeah really key employable skills I think also I would say what else um I think doing things like bar mock trials um so you essentially you were essentially given a kind of real life court case basically where we had to fight for our verdict so I usually was a prosecution barrister so you know I'd be up there in court oh, damn. <laughs> members of the jury like, oh gosh <laughs> yeah no, it, was, it was really fun actually um and yeah uh what else did I do work experience so I was really interested in law so I did work experience at a law firm just a high street law firm but I also attended insight days at a couple of um commercial firms in central London and they were really good through one of them as well I actually attended a mentoring program and that was super helpful so they were kind of three sessions of three hours uh, where I was with a training solicitor and they kind of taught me about things like applying for a job in that industry and you know um, networking um, like in a physical setting <laughs> and also through LinkedIn things like um, uh, you know goal setting and building up her experience all of this stuff so all these things kind of built up to me gaining their skills and experience that I was able to evidence on my CV. I think as well, 
something that really helped even though I don't think I don't know you might not expect it to is my part-time job at so I worked at I don't know if I should say <laughs> I worked at well, I worked was in, it retail I worked in hospitality so I worked okay. as a waitress basically I worked behind the bar as well which is actually so hilarious I'm so short and I used to be there pulling pipes and literally I beat the glass <laughs> right in front of my face as I was pulling it I used to get just so for context much, like, Ella how tall are you <laughs> I'm literally well I tell everyone I'm five foot one but honestly I don't know. I think oh my you're god. Five foot one. That's what we're gonna go with, yeah. She's five one, everybody. You're five like, one. I mean, I haven't seen Ella in ages IRL, but like we're like almost a foot. Almost a no, there's, there's, no, no. Well that's only because you're shorter than average and I'm taller than no, average. No, 100% I am. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm literally such a midget. This is one of the <laughs> things, like, I, obviously the people at my work haven't seen me in real life yet. So I'm so scared oh that I step into the office. They're genuinely going to be like, so I didn't realise we employed a 12-year-old. Like, I'm actually... Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're funny. Great things come in small packages. Well, there you go. I like that, yeah. You like um, the big ones too, Olivia. Don't worry. I still appreciate <laughs> the big book. Oh my gosh. I mean, I think because of my height, people just see me as a maternal figure and I just I just run with it. I'm not maternal at all, but hey, <laughs> height's there. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's good to hear. Like I can hospitality is hard. Hospitality is so hard because I work for a, a, a as a waitress. I'm basing out my company. I'm not as polite as Ella. Pizza Express, how are you doing? Okay, I'm not gonna say what branch because no, I'm not doing the branch. But hospitality, I can see how you learn so many things. As in, you've got to learn on the job, like literally. Yeah. And I will not exaggerate, guys. There's a thing, especially when having bosses and I had two bosses one that was very strict and I had the opposite of that where he was like "Uh, I don't care do what you want and this is literally what happened on the first day right I thought I was going to be introduced to you know the team the crew uh this is how this is how the routine goes da, 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 da. and I was you know introduced for like the first 15 minutes and then after that he was like okay here's your apron <laughs> and then like oh my gosh I was I was given a phone like to take orders did I even know the menu I did not know like it was just it was just a mess I was working on my feet for nine hours and that was the first day nine hours straight but yeah, yeah it can be part. it yeah, is and, and, and like and yeah as well. you can get some really wow yeah, entitled and rude and impatient. Oh my goodness! That's yeah. the difference. There's certain things that you don't experience when you're at university compared to apprenticeships and jobs and employment. Now, some university students might have had the uh, opportunity to have roles of employment before uni or during. With most places in lockdown currently, many uni students don't actually have. In job, uh, employment anymore unless you're working in a supermarket or what's seen as an essential essential role I think it's quite important because at university you don't learn schools like skills like uh, necessarily adaptability um, customer handling skills patience a common regard of being able to socially interact with others on a formal setting mate I'm calling my 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 tutor Jesse He's my mate. I could see him at the pub if I wanted. But in reality, when you're serving as customers, I think when you've just left university, a lot of students, a lot of reasons why uh, people could struggle to find jobs and find hard in the workplace is because we don't have those administrative skills. Being able to pick up the phone and be like, um, and talk to a customer is very hard for a university mm-hmm. student or a university might struggle because I can imagine the same for you correct me if I'm wrong when you first did that role you also struggled I had the yeah. uh, fortunate opportunity mm-hmm. of working with my dad as an um he's an accountant and I helped him work um during the summer and 
when it comes to answer the phone, I sound like a squirrel. If you heard a squeak, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I've had to say. I was just like, wait, I don't sound like that. But obviously, I was trying to put on my best formal push, and I had no confidence. I was, I was out there. Like, I have a list of ten numbers to call. It takes me two hours because every time I talk, yeah, okay, everybody just breathe. You really have to set yourself up for it. It's hard. It's, it's not easy. And now I'm next. I just pick up the phone and say. Yo, Mr. Not yo, but hello, good afternoon, <laughs> Mr. Thingy. It's Lynn calling from. How's the day, Lynn? You know, you just have that polite conversation. And I'm not saying university don't have students don't have the etiquette, but the experience is definitely missed out upon. Um, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So I guess that leads me to like the questions. What was the key reason you picked apprenticeship over university? Uh, for me, the main reasons was, I mean, financial reasons. At the end of the day, the reality is a lot of people come out of university with 60k debt, um, which is really not ideal. And, and I, I haven't, I haven't seen. I've been watching Netflix this whole time. I've been Netflix <laughs> being my cheaters. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, I was like, well, I know what I want to do, and if I can do that without having that massive that kind of on my shoulders that would be brilliant and you know the apprenticeship is you, you know it's not like it's not just the fact that you don't have the debt but you're actually earning a salary as well which is <laughs> so great <laughs> really um so yeah for for that aspect and then also honestly the I've just been <laughs> struggling with words right now um you know, you just get kind of thrown into the real world of work. With oh. Like the tasks that you're doing, the people oh, you're connecting with. You know, I literally, on a day-to-day basis, I'm making, I'm, you know, I'm on phone calls, I'm in meetings, I'm, you know, doing these, like, reconciliations on Excel, I'm, you know, contacting people over email, I'm just all these things that you don't have the exposure to until, like, a lot of people don't have exposure to until they've kind of left university or if they might do an internship while at university but I have that already at the age of like 19 and um, I mean I'd say I'm in really good stead um, for the future because of that and also kind of the 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 network you build up as well Um, I mean just the people you work with on a day-to-day basis that's that's the networking itself and it's really great that I'm getting to build up this network already Um, so yeah that's another reason that I kind of applied. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree from my end. And I try not to be as blunt as I can be and say the expense for my uni friends because the majority of my friends do go to uni. But at least for me, it does not make logical sense, at least where I'm at. Fair enough if the kind of career route that you want to go into is more specialized like doctor lawyer want to go into finance you want to do this it has to be you know specialized fair enough go to uni get your degree get your qualifications there you go but if you're doing something that is kind of vocational in my opinion going to uni waste of time waste of money that's what I just didn't, I didn't see it as, and it, it saddens me because I would have been like that large majority of people where they're very unsure what they want to do, so they see the majority of their friends and their friendship groups going off to uni, say, oh, I guess I'll just figure it out over there, when in reality that's not, mm, it's not practical. I mean, unless it's, like I said, something that's, you know, going to specialise, whatever, mm-hmm. you're just going to waste your time. And at the end of those three to four years, you're just going to wind up feeling lost and going like, wow, I mean, was all what I did worth it? So, yeah, for me, it was for, it was that. And I 100% agree with Ella. I mean... The decision of me not going to uni was my biggest and I 100% do not regret it at all. It's really hard for people sometimes because with uni, it's kind of easier. I mean, at least going to the uni, yeah, you need to get the grades. You need to work to go to the uni that you want to go to. 
Um, but other than that, you select your uni, you know, you're enrolled, kind of stuff is kind of done for you. You have a bit of a support system. You have a tutor. You have someone checking in on you. Work-wise, or if you're looking for an apprenticeship, if you're looking for a job, you don't do that. You're your own cheerleader. You need to motivate yourself. You need to get up. You need to remind yourself, oh, I've got to apply to this, this many jobs today. Uh, these jobs are ending on this date, so I've got to get them done. I need to improve my cover letter. I've got to keep on improving the skills that I have and my skill set. And it can be very overwhelming just putting yourself out there because at the end of the day, it is like, is it like, it is nerve-wracking because you're putting yourself out there and like literally you come out of school on your CV, you don't have nothing. Yeah, works as a waitress. Um, I was on the prom committee. <laughs> like, what else did I do? <laughs> I don't know what I do. Um, so, yeah, it's it's mainly about that because with like with employers, they're just like, okay, who's gonna be an asset and who's gonna be a liability? You don't want to be about a liability. You've got to level yourself up. You've got to you know, do that. And it is different in a work environment in terms of when you have an actual proper nine to five job, Mm. whereas in kind of working with retail, I mean, I was working in hospitality. So low-key, obviously, you have to be, you have to kind of talk a certain way with your manager, but because everything's going all about all places, like, do they care as much? No, then they're kind of more lax, especially when you're in a family restaurant and kids are shouting and jumping all over the place. They're like, okay, whatever. But when you're in the kind of work environment, it, it's, it's different because, like Ella said, you've got to kind of, and Lynn even knows as well, where you've got to have that kind of voice where you've got to be more appropriate. And it's weird having to numb that part of yourself down and just like filter it and just it's, it's weird oh, I feel that 100% yeah, yeah no, cause I was, I'm 100% the type of person <laughs> I, I don't know if you remember but I was in school I was crazy I wasn't yeah I was kind of crazy I was just I don't know I just I, I loved to have a bit of fun I was loud sometimes but um in the workplace like that's not always appropriate <laughs> <laughs> so, like, your bare minimum yeah, no, I feel like a completely different person. I literally, I'm here at my desk sitting like this, like all pre proper, and I'm on to be like, hi, it's Ella. <laughs> and I'm like, who even is this? I don't even know myself anymore. <laughs> but like, you do have to like carry yourself in a different way than you would, um, you know, as you would like, as a university student or as a high school student. So, yeah. That's, wow, that brings me on to me. I'm the only one who doesn't in a friendship. I picked, I was firm in going to university because I knew what my career entailed and I knew that the path that I want to do um, requires a set level of academic discipline and studying. Um, Just like medicine, there's a certain levels of skills that allow you to be able to access certain levels of doors. Mm -hmm. To be able to treat a patient, you first need to be able to understand anatomy of the body how everything works how they're going to react you need to understand both the physicality the mentality um of your patient um and for me it's the same with my career and the career i pray that i'm able to go to um which is investment banking um it's being able to study the market and prepare um and analyze how that will affect future decisions future reactions we can predict and a lot of the best bankers, a lot of the best technology firms are able to create um, money by looking at the history and repeating it and seeing what is the pattern, what is the trend. Um, And whilst you do learn many great skills um, in access um, during your time in apprenticeship, those skills, some skills are better taught in this learning environment where they teach you how to learn these trends. Whilst my course is economic, it's not going to teach me how to use candlesticks in Bloomberg. It's not going to do that. It's just not. <laughs> Simply not. However, what it is going to tell me is going to tell me to how to depict 
what the news is saying about this situation how to read into things and be able to estimate and use history to say, okay, so this is what took the last three financial crashes. This is the economy that affected. Now I know my economy or the economy that I'm spending the US dollar in is definitely going to be affected. I should be bullish there and withdraw to X market, if that makes sense. Um, so for me, that was what led my decisions. I also have parents who are very supportive but very stern in their decision making and I don't think it's an option for me in all honesty to have done an apprenticeship because it just a probably doesn't align with their um, understanding of the education system um, my parents worked very hard they have multiple degrees they have degrees from back home in Uganda and then they came here and did more degrees um, a master's here as well um, for my dad and I think for me one thing I've been able to see that education is is, is the key um, a key resource to opening new doors and keeping doors open and that doesn't limit or set another calibre for apprenticeships but for the doors that I'm trying to open necessarily doing an economics degree or doing a degree in general is just able to widen some more because when you look at the kind of graduates they're saying you need to have a two first bachelor's degree mm. and if I don't have certain if I don't meet certain entry requirements that just cuts me off from 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 the table and not even considered so that's what really driven drove my decision but I'm certainly thinking university students are clocking onto the apprenticeship thing and taking part and trying to get onto things like internships um, they're great ways and in incorporating things like work placements into years I have a lot of friends who have extended their three-year degree to your four-year degree and have a sandwich placement in the middle that sandwich placement I've seen has been a fundamental difference to when students graduate because when you have a, uh, a, a placement year or an internship, there's that extra level of qualification or not qualification, but experience. Nowadays, it's not what you know, but what you're able to provide, that skill, that resource. Like Olivia and Ella have said, and I can only add to their credit, is that if you don't have the adaptability, the flexibility, um, approachable, the first thinking, the ingenuity, um, forward thinking, creativity, those kind of skills cannot all be nurtured in the university environment. It's such a bubble. If you don't have access to those skills beyond your job, um, beyond your university lifestyle, and you just go there for three years, you really have lost out if you haven't taken on full resource of the, of the kind of doors they open for you. And as they said, the networking skills that you have in apprenticeships are offered to you at university. It's just that you're paying, you're, you're paying for them, but you're just not opening them. You're not even looking for them. You're flooded with a bunch of emails as university students, and you can't be buzzed, and then you close them down. But in that email, there was a volunteering opportunity that if you took, you probably could have got the job. Um, and it's being mm. able to, to, to make yourself a rare, a rare, rare to recruit, a rare recruitment student because you need to be so, such a lucrative student, hold resources and a multitude of resources that when an employer sees you says, I cannot afford to not pick a student like Olivia over Lynn because Olivia can code, she can read language, she can, she can do this, she has a degree, she does this. Whilst student Lynn, she has a degree, she did a job in, um, in Tesco, not in Tesco. She did a job in Tesco, um, did a placement with her dad, but doesn't really have many skills in the same area, such as Olivia. It just lacks, you lack, you lack experience. That, that's the word, experience. So yeah. that's what I see is why I picked um, university. I have a question. I hate to bring the pandemic into everything that we do, but I have come to the conclusion that the pandemic is here now. So we're going to just oh, have really? to adjust. There's a pandemic? What? <laughs> people call it a pineapple, a pinata. People out here calling it uh, panoramic. Pringle, a panoramic. Pancetta. A pancetta. Panini. Panini. A pizza. Guys, guys, but let me just say, it's a pandemic. <laughs> it's um, a virus. Guess what? <laughs> Coronavirus.
really just really leading to the question: How has COVID nineteen changed your experiences? Has it has apprenticeships met the expectations you anticipated when you first applied, or when you first heard about it? What you envisioned prior to COVID? Or has the structure been able to change into a dynamic, more flexible, and more welcoming um, to your needs? Mm. Yeah, good question. <laughs> yeah, definitely the pandemic has changed what I expected. I mean, I think they were hoping, and I was hoping, and kind of expecting for me to be in the office from September, you know, meeting my colleagues, like physically going in and doing my work there. Uh, but, like, but like within a month of me starting, you were like, actually, no, <laughs> you're going to start working online. So, um, yeah, so I have my laptop and my monitor at home. Um, I have had to like invest in a keyboard and a mouse as well, just because it helps me with my job. And um, it's just, it's so weird. It's so weird. I mean, just kind of adjusting to like this whole technological world. And, you know, obviously I haven't been in a kind of, this kind of work environment before ever because as I said I I was obviously in school and then I worked in hospitality and the kind of environment I'm in now is very different to either of those um so yeah so to be kind of experiencing that but through a virtual means is very odd but it, it's fine you know I think um that like my, <laughs> my first really good at kind of you know very good at communicating over you know, email over Skype, so we always IM each other, instant message for, like, informal stuff, um, and then people are always, like, happy to give you a call if you need help on anything, so it's all fine, and it's working, and, like, we always screen share, so a lot of my training has been done over screen sharing, Love so it's kind of, like, share. being, they've been screen sharing it, how they do it, and then it kind of switched, and then I would do it, and they'd kind of give guidance, and I'm getting to a stage now where I'm sort of doing things a lot more independently, um, so yeah, just like the whole process of learning and engaging with people is very odd in this pandemic, but there we go. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of what it is. I, I would say I'm more of a people person, so I kind of have missed that, especially when you're on a call and then like you want to put a point, but someone else is talking, so you're just like, uh, uh, yes, but like it's okay yeah exactly and like things like oh oh you're on mute oh oh we can't hear you we can't oh is your reception going stuff from me i'm hearing feedback that one as well yeah yeah exactly i'm hearing feedback yeah exactly it's just it's jarring it's jarring it's so jarring but in terms of like there are like little annoyances like that and especially like with my job Turns out that the company and the business, everyone's remote. So if we weren't even in the pandemic, we would still be remote. We'd still be working at home because I have colleagues that are in France. I have colleagues that are in Chile. I have colleagues that are like all over. But um, yeah, it is kind of comfortable because I can kind of do what I want, listen to my music maybe a little bit of Netflix in the background. I want to have Netflix, but I can't because I can't focus. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think the only kind of downside to that comfortability is just like the fact that the days are very repetitive. Like if you went in like every day, yes, it would be repetitive, but like sometimes... It's the journey to work that actually gives you the break. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly like sometimes it's bad because you you don't even structure your day kind of thing so it's like raw when was when was the last time I went out the house can I even remember like I I don't has it been has it been like a few days or a week I don't know I don't know because when it comes to lunch break you're like eh, going to I'm, I'm gonna walk to where where am I walking to what like what's what's happening but um real ones go on walks and listen to your podcast just say oh <laughs> go on if you want to check out instagram at over underscore coming barriers because a real one would maximize productivity by listening to a podcast and walking that <laughs> saves you so much time and having to sit there and do nothing 
honestly, listen. That's what a walk is for. That and guys, I'll be looking like a crackhead. Like I'll be listening <laughs> to podcasts. And I'll just be laughing out loud, going like, <laughs> walking around. I myself, so I don't know what to read it. Yeah, no. I know. And then people are just looking at me like, okay. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, what was I going to say? There was a point that Lim put, um, brought up earlier, actually, which was, like, really interesting, saying how, her parents kind of some to some degree kind of influence her in terms of you know uni stuff and i think that's really interesting because my parents did the opposite my dad's like loki i don't want you going uni you're just going to waste your time i know you (laughs) so like i think it's because my dad he actually also did an apprenticeship and yeah like i think people just don't realize that some people I can't learn through theory. I've got to learn with my hands. I've got to actually be doing something. I've got to actually be living it and experience it in order for it to go into my head because it came to the point when doing A-levels and I I see what people are saying in terms of A-levels can be even harder than the degree because you're constantly being forced this information and you don't even have enough time to understand it And then after that, you just have to pretty much just memorize it and just learn how to answer the test questions in the right way. And then you get a good grade. But after that, am I going to remember the information after that? No. Like, it's gone down the drain. So I think... Yeah, no, I 100% get you. Because I think with me, for example, I'll have like a, a lecture on derivatives, for example. That's literally my field of work. So I'm kind of seeing it in application in my job which is like for me is so much more helpful in kind of consolidating that information and remembering it it's just exactly 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 because when you just talk about stuff and it's not like you said applicable to what you're doing at that moment like for me content production i'm learning about how to use this software this and that it makes sense Whereas in when you're studying a, a subject that you low-key didn't want to study, it's only because, let's say, you like two things in the world, but they made you pick three things, and you're like, eh, okay, here's the extra thing, let me study that, and you don't want to study it, but, like, you have to sit there and just study it. It's like, it's not, uh, education system, let's just not, let's just not today, let's just not pick on that. Rest. <laughs> yeah, but... I have another question for you guys. So, what, well, actually, this is more towards um, Ella, actually. So, what skills, I'm sorry, Lynn, I'm sorry. Um, So, what skills have you learned and experiences that university hasn't taught you, if that kind of makes sense? Like, what have taught me? Yeah, yeah, like that it. a university student hasn't, as in, yeah, yeah, pretty much like resilience, kind of determination, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like a lot. Um, I think, hmm, I'm trying to think of a list of things now. Um, I suppose one is communication is, uh, is so key. I, you know, it's a big part of my job, I think. Um, I'll be even though we're like a back office team, so we only really are in communication with people who work internally within the bank. But um, it's so important to be kind of in contact with the rest of the team members, and, you know, um, being able to feedback certain information or ask for help on certain things and presenting in meetings. It's funny, like I didn't expect presenting to be such a big part of like what we do, but we do often find ourselves presenting in meetings um, and, you know, giving ideas and contributing um to certain things and projects uh also what else um i suppose adapt adaptability as well especially with the pandemic and considering definitely have to work online like that's so key of, of course i understand that university students have also had to learn that with their online lectures and everything but i think you know performing what everyone else is kind of used to doing in person at their desk in the office having to do that online all of a sudden yeah that's been kind of a big thing to adapt and change to um also kind of um 
I suppose collaboration and um yeah because I think we're quite a big firm and we often actually work with associates in like the American office or the Indian office and um so we'll be on phone calls and stuff with them and we'll be they'll be working completely different hours of the day to us but it's important that we're still able to work um across those kind of like barriers um across like obviously across the sea literally but also like um culture barriers and stuff and you know honestly sometimes it's, it's a little thing but sometimes um understanding people's accents can be a bit hard but just like things like that um yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah what else i think oh another one that's so 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 key is problem solving um, oh my gosh <laughs> oh like my gosh such a, such a like a buzzword in our team i think um because especially as we're in a team which is kind of transformation process and development so it's kind of about kind of improving the quality and the efficiency of the processes that we currently perform so that we're able to provide better quality service to our clients and you know um have more time to spend on other things um so you know just like seeing patterns um in the things that we do and being creative creative thinking oh my goodness that's so important as well like that's something that i've had to learn a lot is um yeah just being creative and kind of coming up with solutions and implementing them as well which can be tricky um so yeah they think which is like one of the yeah it's weird i mean i don't know how, yeah i'm trying to think like how i've kind of applied those things um like at the moment for example one of our processes we're working on kind of improving that to make it quicker to make it easier um because it's sort of kind of like complex and you know just too much going on at the moment so we're trying to improve that so yeah things like that problem solving so key Listen. and i don't think um <laughs> you would necessarily be doing that like learning that skill on a level that you'd be doing it in a real proper job you know if it's I mean, not yeah. um if it's not calculations of the Cobb Douglas problem to game theory, then no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> problem solving skills are limited to equations and a calculator. I mean, that's the downside, especially when it comes to just not even uni, but just mainly education and then education system is like you learn about in theory, like you learn how to problem solve in theory, like, oh, if you do this, then this will happen. Whereas in like, in reality, it's like you actually do it. And it's like, oh, why is it not working? And the thing with being creative, no, it doesn't necessarily have to mean you know how to like use a paintbrush and stuff like that. No, being creative is finding a solution, like a loophole around it. Exactly. So problem solving, I cannot... Oh my gosh, it's, oh my gosh. But I see what you mean even like with the language barriers because as I said before, some of my team are all over the world and a lot of our developers are French. And even though they speak English, there's this one guy, he's so nice. But when he speaks, he has such a thick French accent. So like when he's trying to help me with things, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. I don't, I don't, like, it's very hard. Like, I wish sometimes he came with subtitles. That sounds so bad, but, <laughs> like, he's such a nice guy, but it, it's really hard. But, yeah, I, I guess I would say also for me, ah, man, in, in if, doing apprenticeship, even when I was looking for an apprenticeship, you've got to learn how to be resourceful. Mm. Resourceful. That's the biggest thing, like, for example, I used a lot of things to my advantage that I put in my CV and low-key I wasn't an expert at that, but once I got into the role or I decided once I got into the job, I just figure it out. I just figure it out, like, <laughs> you know, fake it until you make it. Like, for example, I kind of semi-learned Spanish and I, listen, by the end of 2021, I'm about to be fluent in Spanish. But in terms of that, how that helped me with my job is that they're like, oh, we're learning for someone that can do this software, who does this. We're also um, targeting towards 
the Latin um, American market. So if you can also speak Spanish, that would be great. I'm like, hi. <laughs> I speak Spanish. I speak Spanish. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, you've got to be resourceful. And I think especially when you're in uni, I, I think it's really hard. Sometimes you forget all of the stuff that you have done. But especially when you keep on updating your CV, you're like, oh, that counts for something? I should put that down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like, I am a team player. I am collaborative. I do this. I Like, you know, you've got to put that down. You've got to use what you can to your advantage. 100%. Can I give, can I give a tip here that I learned from someone? Okay, go on. Um, shout out to Miss Greenan. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I just nearly disclosed. Everything. Don't worry, it's fine. And plus, you just said like from our high school. <laughs> yes, yes. Go on. But she was so great. Um, but basically, what one of the things that she taught me is to keep a track of all the work experience that you're doing, whether that's like a week's worth of work experience, whether that's just a a day's insight day, whether that's like a whole long term job that you've had. Like my whole part, I worked at Chesington for three years, for example. Mm. Um, and honestly when it came to like submitting my applications and preparing for interviews having that kind of book that kind of folder of all my mm. experience and, and also not just putting down what you've done literally but also kind of identifying skills that you've learned from those things as well um was so helpful like honestly so then when I was asked about when have I showed communication in an interview question or when have you when have you been resilient then I was able like I kind of had this bank to refer to you so I would 100% recommend anyone do that who's whoever is applying for any kind of job it's such a good thing to do exactly man applying for a job oh my gosh it's scary use your career like Olivia said be resourceful like everybody knows someone who's in this career that can look over their CV um networking is so fundamental talking about networking is so fundamental guys if you're my friend please add me on LinkedIn that would be really helpful I'm like trying to build being able to build a social brand is so important and keeping it consistent along the platform we're and for example in terms of this podcast we're trying to keep and maintain daily consistent content quality content um and a weekly basis and being able to produce an episode and get it out um to an audience and i think it's really important that we just be able to like Alyssa says be resourceful where you don't know learn it's an opportunity like they say at school my teacher used to say it's the learning curve i used to really just like that term oh, there's never the such, learning there's no such thing as being oh yes I, I used to kind out. of like think that was funny when people like when teachers specifically said that but honestly it's so true if you have a question just go ahead and ask it there's nothing you can lose from it you're, you're honestly and that brings me up to what I posted this morning on um overcoming barriers I said ask 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 until you get it there's no right or wrong way to do it as long as you have consistency that was said by mm-hmm. Rachel Wolchin it's so important that you can link with others, talk to others, discuss with others, um, and get feedback on it, because that's where you can improve and do better than you did in the last time. Um, mm. As someone rightly said, I read in Heart and Hustle this week, you're only um, as good as your last piece of work. So if it was bad, oh my gosh, that means the next yeah. one is better. And if it was good, then you have to make it excellent. Um, that's what's the fundamentals. So like you said, you are as good as your last work and sometimes that means not to be comfortable and then it's nice to be comfortable but don't be too comfortable in your role because the best is what I would say to anyone looking to do an apprenticeship or an internship or you know jobs is you want there to be a bit of challenge there and so if you're in a position if you're in a placement where you're complacent and it's too comfortable it's not like it's like you're in a comfort zone like you're not opening your bubble so the best position for you to be is where you're not constantly to the point where you're very stressed but just to be stretched and pushed by the people around you 
And sometimes if you're a bit stressed and you like um, Lynn and Ella said, just to ask around, you know, because once again, it doesn't hurt. And especially when you're like new to the whole work environment, um, sometimes you come up with assumptions of, oh, I mean, everybody's supposed to, every, everybody's supposed to know this. So how could I ask it if I don't know? Well, you never know. You never know at the end of the day. So like Lynn said, just ask, 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 just try again, you know, try new things because that's how you open your perspective more. That's how you grow as a person, you know? But, um, yeah, really interesting. I think our last question was, um, any tips for those who want to do an apprenticeship or an internship, or for Lynn, anyone that's planning to go to uni? Uh, yeah. Ella, uh, take it away. Uh, I actually don't have, I'm trying to think right now. <laughs> um, I suppose, what, I'm trying to like cut it down to maybe like three points. Um, I think, one, I would refer back to what I was saying earlier about keeping track of all your work experience today. Um, and you know, not just, not just, you know, um, being able to talk about those things, but being able to name examples, being yeah, examples of the skills that you picked up from doing that. So I think that's what the interviewers will be looking for. Another thing, what uh, tips is honestly do as much and learn as much as you can. Use the people around you. Use your network. Increase your network. Um, use the internet. I think the universe, the, <laughs> the universe, the internet is actually such a powerful resource and. Honestly, I learned so much from it from people like YouTubers who were that unfortunately there aren't really any kind of apprentices on YouTube, but there was a lot of uni students who were applying to internships and traineeships at, and graduate schools at different firms. So I kind of learned a lot from them. Also, um, yeah, um, just looking up on websites like Prospects and uh, yeah, Prospects was a good one. There's so many out there, Balanced Careers, just like. They'll give you interview tips that you can find some places where you can get um, cover letter examples from people who got onto top firms in the industry that you want to go to. Um, so yeah, you use the internet as much as you can to your advantage. That's like an amazing resource. Um, also, what else would I suggest? Um, I think is ah, uh, hmm, I don't know. Me. I'll think of some, someone else talking about Yeah. <laughs> if not, we've already put quite a bit. Um, yeah, go ahead, then. I would say for university applicants, um, be engaged with your course and love what you do. There's no point in applying for something you're going to hate or, like people say, when you're not fully sure. You're going to pay money for this, so pay to do something you love. I do economics, and I'm studying it from home. To be honest, the only thing I don't enjoy about my course is the fact that it's not as pressurizing and as engaging as I expected it to be. But I only know that I am in first year and they do expect a high, um, in high social activity and engagement. However, this year we've been stripped of such privileges due to COVID. So besides that, be able to enjoy your course, want to study it, or have the motivation to do it, whether you're at home or in your uh, flat uni. Um, and just have the drive. Um, doing a university course isn't easy. I wouldn't say it's easy, like because um, isn't easy because I mean you're just it doesn't first year doesn't count, but it genuinely isn't easy. If you hate it, you will struggle without fail. If you love it, you will always find the motivation. You will always have the drive. So with every decision beyond your university application, do everything you do. Um, with passion and with love um, and through that way you'll find your purpose mm. um, I mean those, that's some great advice from the both of you I mean I, realistically what I'm going to say is just echoing what you guys just both said just a whole bunch more blunt <laughs> but um, what I mean I just have a question for you guys really quick one guys just to end it just a nice question mm. did you guys ever think that you would be where you're at two years ago 
like doing what you did, achieving what you've achieved in these two. See, look, this is a nice, look at it, look at your smile. This, I like this that is a question, nice question. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. No, not at all, honestly. Um, I think, well, one, um, two years ago, I was like 100% law, 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 law. You know, I applied to law at university and I was applying to law apprenticeships. So I didn't really see myself in this industry. Um, so yeah, that was one thing. But also on the other side, I think there's a 100% of thing where I, I didn't feel like I was actually capable of achieving this to some degree. Because mm-hmm. um, like I said, it is super competitive. And as well, I think people like me from my kind of background, from the kind of school that I went to um, as a black girl, they generally don't end up at firms like mine doing the kind of work that I'm doing. So I just kept, kind of never really expected that for myself. Um, in reality, I probably saw myself at university and just like working hard and building up work experience and, you know, networking, that sort of thing. But honestly, mm. the way things have turned out is amazing. And I'm just, yeah, so grateful. That's beautiful. Lynn? That's amazing, Ella. Um, mine, I'm still on a journey of understanding. I think I carry a lot of weight on my shoulders from things, experiences um, that have uh, knocked my confidence in a lot of areas, especially when it comes to academics. Before I had personality and before I had hobbies and before I had more than just me, I really valued education to the core and people who listen, who may be my friends know this, or might not have known this, but education was literally everything until March 2020 to me. Um, and so on my shoulders, when I look back and see, I, remember I told you I have a plan for everything. I am not to where the plan put me um, in frank terms. And that's, I have to, I have come to the decision that that's better than what I thought, because at least now um, I'm walking willfully in the will of God. And that's the best way to be walking right now. And that's where the best opportunities will lie. That's where the best connections shall lie. That's where the best jobs and careers for me will lie, um, rather than the path where I thought I was right. And I probably could have ended up sad and upset or in a totally different mindset. So when I look back across two years, no, I'm not where I wanted to be, nor I expected to be, nor at the university I wanted to be at. And I am where I thought I would be um, in terms of, like, mental state. Mm. Thankfully, yeah, I'm okay. I'm not dying. I'm not crying. I'm not sad. I'm just trying to discipline myself now to do what I've been told to do um, and strive. That's the next thing to do, strive. Mm. And do you yeah. know Well, uh, <laughs> two years ago, heck no. Mm, heck no why because I didn't know what I wanted to do I'm not gonna lie March March uh 2020 everybody was devastated I think like because obviously the whole COVID thing was happening and then everybody found out that oh my gosh A levels are cancelled people were like going like oh crap I was rejoicing to be honest like I was rejoicing I mean, I know my mock grades are really bad, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm going to grow so many gray hairs if I if I stress over this. So, yeah, I mean, no, I, I don't even think that I, I didn't even expect to be where I am today a year ago, let alone two years ago. Two years ago, Olivia did not know who she, okay, I know who I was, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Same for like, January 2020 but I'm not gonna lie and I don't want to sound like boastful because I don't really boast my accomplishments I don't really you know show them off at least I don't I don't like to because it's very cringe for me but I'm very proud of what I've been able to achieve like flipping I'm good with my Spanish that's the thing like whenever I set my eye on something like for example my Spanish that will be on point I'm going to move to Puerto Rico, okay? Um, <laughs> but whether it be that or, like, uh, deciding to do an apprenticeship, I set my eye on it. So I'm very proud that I was able to do that last year, starting this podcast with Lynn last year, starting my own art business last year. 
So I think last year, even though it was like, a, oh my gosh, it was a year, it really was a year uh, for growing, growing seeds, planting seeds for me. So if anything, I feel like I'm just going to see these, these flowers just blossom and grow some more. And yeah, I feel optimistic for everything. And like, even though I can be quite busy a lot of the time, it's, like my my cousin says, it's better to be busy than not doing anything at all. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but yeah, we are here. And if you're not where, and I'm just speaking to everybody, if you are not where you necessarily want to be at this stage, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, you're in the rut, but what does that mean? It's hustle time. It's time to grind. It's time to get on it, press on it. And don't flip in, um, click that button, continue watching on Netflix. No. <laughs> Read a book, it's so okay? So no, it's not fair because they give me five seconds. And by that time, I'm getting myself some more crappy food. And it's, <laughs> it's not good. But for everybody who is still enduring tough challenges, and that's the majority, because look at the state that we're in. Give yourself a break at the end of the day, but also don't let it serve as an excuse to continue going on. I've noticed a lot of people have changed changed their lives last year because it has been quite an eye-opener. And it it doesn't mean that it still can't happen. If you want to live the life you want to live, live it. If you want to do an apprenticeship, do it. If you want to go to uni, do it. Internship, do it. If you want to go ahead, travel over the world, do it after lockdown is up. (laughs) But other than that, the world is your oyster. No matter if you're young or old, still do it. Like, come on, you know? So, yeah, had to leave the the episode on a high note, as we always do. Remember to be empowered. You're qualified, you are important, you are chosen. You can do it. And on that note, thank you for joining us, Ella, for this week's episode of Overcoming Barriers. Make sure to follow us on our Instagram, please, guys. Let's try to get ourselves to 100 followers by the end of February. Is that too risky? We're coming we can do it. 60, so come yeah, on, I think we can do it. We can do it. Make sure to follow our Instagram to see they'll be in the description.